Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and... You feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. <laughs> And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 356 of The Big Show. Some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Yes, another uh, another wild Wednesday. Well, I guess it's uh, technically it's Thursday. Um, but I got to... Uh, Finally got around to to a guest, and uh, I want to. And my guest uh, today is is none other than uh, Richard Peacock, former Western Hockey Leaguer at SJHL, and BCHL, and West Coast, and uh, and uh, Richard uh, was great to uh, take time out of his day and uh, and share some of the wild stories and the wild ride, and uh, oh boy, some uh, some crazy stories and. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We almost talked for two hours, so uh, I'm not going to. Uh, I, I won't uh, talk long here on the intro. We'll get into it. No one, no one's tuning in to listen to me anyway. But uh, I want to again at the top of the show here. I want to thank Richard for taking time out coming on the show. I want to thank my boy Yuko in Finland for all his research, and uh, he did a bang up job. And uh, thank you, sir. Uh, you, you make my life definitely a lot easier. And uh, yeah, and uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, taking the time to listen. Um, if you're on social media, uh, fourth line voice on Facebook, as well as on Twitter, um, and also on YouTube. And I, I reference uh, my YouTube channel a couple times in the, in the interview. Um, you know, that we have some stuff with, uh, Richard, some of his fights on there, as well as a Wade Belak, Rocky Thompson fight that he talks about, uh, from the Western hockey league. Uh, so it's fourth line voice on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel. I have over 2000 videos on there. Um, all the different leagues. So whatever league you're looking for, I, I got some fights for you for sure. And uh, if, uh, follow me on social media. And if uh, if you're not on social media and you want to get a hold of me, uh, my email is at hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Drop me a line. And if you're on social media, my DMs are open as the kids say. Is that what the kids say? I think so. But uh, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I'm, uh, we do this every Wednesday and Sunday. And uh 
going forward here in the in 2024 I'm, I'm trying to get back on track on my regular schedule so um i had said in an earlier episode that uh, i'm looking to do a wednesday show will be an interview show and sunday will be kind of my my solo ranty show where we do lists or i yell out the i yell out the window at people or you know some foolishness of some sort but uh yeah, so, but, uh, if it's your first time here, uh, please, I, I, I welcome you to check out the, uh, the back catalog. I've done a lot of great interviews with John Morasti, Steve McIntyre, uh, Marco Cefalo, uh, Jeff Audres, Chris McAllister, on and on. Check it out. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll find something that you'll enjoy. And, uh, I hope you, uh, put the fourth line voice in your regular rotation going forward. But, uh, how about I, I shut up here and let's get out of here. Let's uh, let's get to Richard here. So uh, here is my uh, my interview with Richard Peacock, and uh, thank you very much for tuning in and uh, enjoy. And uh, we'll talk to you cats again on Sunday. Thanks, guys. All right, here on the fourth line voice, I got a special guest tonight, uh, former Western League and Saskatchewan. West Coast League, he, he was, uh, he's been a few places. We're going to talk about all that. Richard Peacock is on the phone. Richard, how are you doing tonight? Very good, my friend. Excellent. Well, also man, I, known as, also known as the Peacock. The Peacock. Well, the Peacock, uh, hopefully, uh, you had, you had some wild times, man. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it off air here for a little bit. And, uh, I, I talked to a few of your former teammates and, and, uh, they shared some stuff. So we'll get into all that. But, uh, you know, and like what I like I what I do with these player interviews, you obviously you've got to timeline your career, go through from start to finish, but uh, you know, gotta start in the beginning. Where were you born and raised and where'd you play your minor hockey? Aha. Uh-huh. Enderby, British Columbia. There you go. North Okanagan Kings. Uh, well also I did play in um my minor hockey in Hunter Miles. Oh yeah. Which in Pee Wees there was there was hitting and there was full on fighting. We would spin our helmets, man. Like it was, it is, those Northern boys are tough. And then we moved to, uh, you know, we moved to Enderby here and, and, uh, you know, people couldn't believe what I, what I was already able to do because I, I've already been hitting. So I, I came to Enderby, uh, first year Bantam and I was just, just smoking guys, right? They just couldn't believe it because I've already been hitting for a few years, man. And uh, I was so I was fortunate enough to play with uh, the junior B team um, when I was in Bantam as well, kind of a you know dual card. And um, the team was awesome, and I I was 15, one the youngest player in the league, I guess. But I wore a I also wore a a mask, you know, a full mask. And now that was the best thing for an upcoming hockey fighter, bro. Guys would pick a fight with me. I'd just light them up. It hit me in the cage, right? It was perfect. So that's how <laughs> really, that's how I became to be able to throw them that good. I just, you know, it, it was uh, it was genius. Now, um, well, yeah. So growing, up, so obviously you you start with the you know you're playing junior B in the in the KI in the Kootenai League there. Uh, yeah, with with yeah. the North Okanagan Kings, like you said, the um, jungle, bro. The, oh yeah, yeah. They um, jungle B. 
because uh, of course back then folks like well you had the cage on with at 15 but at 16 there you have and you could fight back then in that league i know now it's taboo yeah. but i mean back then it was yeah. uh it was crazy um did you were you always an aggressive kid though like did were you always like did you take any boxing or fighting or anything or like uh well, well funny thing is um i was having a hard time in school and uh, my mom was wondering, well, what the heck can I do to settle this kid down? And, you know, just like any rambunctious kid, you got to put them in a sport, man. You got to you got to occupy their mind and you got to physically um, um, get these kids to wear themselves out or they're just going to be uh, a menace. So um, I got in my mom put me in hockey and and that's because I was aggressive. And, and the thing about it back then was you're allowed to take your aggression out back then. And it was it was good for me, um, not so much good for the other guys on the other end. But, you know, I, I did it in a, at least with referees watching. So, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was a controlled setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Controlled. <laughs> the, um, yeah. Well, so, uh, I couldn't, unfortunately, going through on your 16 year, your 16 year old year in the KI, I couldn't come up with any, uh, couldn't find any stats, but I'm assuming, um, you probably did a, did you do a fair amount of fighting as a 16 year old in that league? Well, here's what happened. I broke my ankle. Ah. And so, yeah, I know I was pretty well out of the whole season, uh, to be honest with you. So, I, um, yeah, there, I really didn't play that many games. I don't remember even playing. I, I know I um, got a spiral fracture when I was pivoting backwards, and, uh, and that was a, a shitty year. So, yeah, I think that's uh, part of the pro- problem there. Well, and uh, for the KI League, for there was another uh, former or a future NHL tough guy that was in that league at that time, playing in Spokane, named Scott Parker. Yeah, Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I scrapped him back then. Yeah, the big man with the Spokane Braves. How, how'd that fight go? The, the big man. Well, shit, man. I mean, you know, he he didn't have that killer instinct yet, I don't think so. It was, you know, he probably tuned me in, but, um, you know, I was, I was also, I think, a year or two um, behind him, and also, uh, also, I was the youngest kid in the league, so I, I didn't look that bad, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, well, and uh, yeah, well, that's uh, well, I mean, obviously, your 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 paths would cross with Scott Parker again a few years after that, but uh, um, yeah. Leading up to that, though, so like 95, 96, 17 years old, you end up in Saskatoon yeah. playing for the Saskatoon Blades of the Western Hockey League. How did, um, like, did, uh, well, obviously they invited you to camp and everything. How did that all come down to Saskatoon? Did you get taken in the Bantam yeah, draft? I, I didn't make the Bantam draft. Uh, no, I don't know if I would have made it. I know I got signed with Red Deer, and then I went to the camp when I was, I believe 16. Yeah, I guess it would have been that summer. And then uh, some, uh, I don't know what happens, whether they drop you and then someone else picks you up. Anyways, I, I believe there was some, uh, you know, some avid scouts around this area. And 
and uh, got me a tryout. And I just started, uh, I just started fighting guys. I started, uh, you know, fighting Phillips and Rempel and, and uh, they're tough guys. Well, upcoming, you know, pretty, uh, of course I didn't fight Belak, but um, yeah, good, good thing. It was at uh training camp in the, in the show, but, uh, I watched my first couple of games that when I made the team is that um, I watched Belak and Rocky Thompson go at it, man, toe to toe. Yeah. And uh, I tell you that you can hear them fucking smack at each other. It was, uh, you know, it was it was an amazing uh, sight to see. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that that's a great fight. And for those listening, if you want to see that fight. Fourth line voice on YouTube. Check out my YouTube channel. I have that fight. Belak and Rocky yeah, at Sass Place. Hell of a tilt. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Um, well, like, so you come, you, you roll into Saskatoon. You have a bunch of fights in camp. Um, Don Clark's the coach. Wendell Clark, Kerry Clark's older brother, Don. Um, yeah. were, you, were you, were you at 17? Were you surprised you made it? Like, I was surprised, bro. I had no idea that I, you know, I just, I just really didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anything about the higher leagues. I just, I didn't really pay attention to hockey at that point with, uh, you know, NHL and uh, um, the Western League. I just didn't know a, a whole lot. But what I did know is I knew, uh, you know, who Wendell Clark was. And, and Don Clark, you know, really – uh, you know, he threw out Wendell Clark a lot with me, and you know, you you try and be like like Wendell, and and uh, I was fortunate enough that when um, the uh, locks lockout was, um, and or even maybe he was holding out for a a contract increase or whatever. Um, he uh, came to camp for man, he was there for weeks and weeks. And uh, he worked with me a little bit, man. It was it was pretty cool, um, inspiring thing that that happened to me, and I it uh, kind of woke me up to what's possible, and and really started to train, and you know I let Wade beat me up at practice a few times, and you know really trained with the best. I mean I don't know how many guys off that team made the show, but it was unbelievable to be able to be a part of. Uh, that big of names so yeah it was a it was a good start with my hockey career but again you know when you come back the next year as a as a vet and I got cut right in right in camp man I didn't even I didn't even make it uh I didn't even make it to the first game and um you know I was in amazing shape but I think I was in too good a shape I was uh, a little bit light, you know, I shouldn't have been, but it, you go over all the shoulda, coulda, whatevs, and uh, ultimately I, I got cut and went to North Battleford. And, um, you know, I met some pretty pretty amazing people along the way, especially uh, uh, Craig Billick. Uh, and uh, he's just a, a good friend over the years. But, um, you know, I was not in, when you get cut from uh, a team like that and you think you're going to be on your way, it really, again, fucks with your psyche, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it's, so. um, yeah. Well, I want to back up though. Before we get into Battleford and everything, yeah. I just want to talk about Saskatoon for a sec. Okay, so you're right. you're 17. You're in the friggin' Western League. You play 63 games. Uh, you know, 70 pims. Um, pretty tough team. Pretty tough Blades team. You have, of course, you have Belak. You have Jeremy Schaefer. Uh, you know, Clark Will. Oh, with he'd throw down if yeah. he had to. Greg Phillips, like you yeah. said. Uh, Ryan well, Bonney. You had guys like that. Corey Sarich. Um, uh, well, and then DL and Bantam were unbelievable that year. Yeah. I mean. Mark DL, 159 points that year, 61 goals. Frank Bannum sets a team record, 83 goals, 152 points. Uh, Clark Wilm had 49 goals. Butchakowski had 80 points. Um, the one thing I will say, being in Saskatoon, going to a lot of those games, I, it was unreal for all the talent that team had. You guys were not that good. You know, you finished. I was just going to say, bro, what the fuck? You know what it was? I think it was Dialzi because he was just such a ah oh man. He he just fucking he was just not right in the head. I think he he was more negative than than anything, and he, he maybe steered people the wrong way. If I were to take a guess, but I don't know. You know, I I like Dialzi, but no one else did. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you uh, how did you get along with Bantam? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, you know, he's one of those fucking guys where you sit down and you're you're looking at this guy. He looked like a thirty-five-year-old biker, you know. He's fucking just jacked. He had tattoos, you know. He's just a stud, and you're just like, holy fuck, this guy's awesome. So, yeah, no, I love that guy. I was always surprised with Bantam that he never got a, a, a more a more of a shot in the NHL. Yeah, like, like he's yeah. up with Anaheim. The one twenty-one games scores nine goals, right? Never plays in the yeah. NHL again. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, no yeah. one could use him. Like, I don't know. I don't know. May, who knows? You know how hockey is political. Maybe piss someone off. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But political. If yeah. I were to take a guess, him being that big of a study, probably bang the coach's daughter or something. <laughs> you never, you never, you never know. You never know. But you know, uh, he did something wrong. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I had way back when on this show, I had Clark Wilman on this show. Um, he was a great yeah. guest and he, he had 49 snipes that year too. Um, and he, you know, obviously, yeah. and then Corey Sarich had a great NHL career and, and of course, yeah. and of course the late Wade Belak. And I mean, you know, obviously the listeners of this show, obviously we're, you know, with fourth line voice, it's a tough guy show and whatever. Um, do you got any stories that you could share about Wade Belak? Oh man, he's. Just, you know, I, uh, okay, so we go into, um, we go into, um, not Red Deer, but, oh, Prince Albert. Going to Prince Albert on a, and, uh, we, we get in this big brawl and it's me and Wade, me and Belak, we're, we're tuning some guys up and, and, uh, that's kind of one of the first fights that I got in, in the Western League and, and uh against that team and we uh we get on the bus and he and uh i hear hey pico come back here so he uh i sat with him and he just uh he just wanted to know my story man he wanted to know who i was you know what i was about and and then after that just me and him were buds man he always you know, was always looking out for me and just always showing me the ropes. We would, uh, we work out a lot 
me and me and Bilak and, and Rempel uh, mostly and uh, and he just was a stand-up guy man fuck and it turns out his uh, his mom was a principal at the school in North Battleford when I when I ended up going there so um, you know just a fucking great guy you know yeah he was so. yeah he was um yeah like i was gonna say like especially you know you're 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 17 you're coming in the league i mean you you know at that point i mean i mean you know what you're there for and you know you got to make a name for yourself and everything and um like how was how was wade with you like was he really like kind of did he really help you out like hey watch this guy or that guy's a lefty heads up with this guy did he kind of give you a lowdown on everybody um, I wouldn't say that we never really, you know, I don't think he really, I think he knew how tough he really was. And then nobody, you know, I don't think nobody really even intimidated him out. He just was good to go with anybody, anytime, anywhere. And he, we didn't really talk about, but, um, after practice, you know, I'd be like, Hey, fuck, show me some moves, bro. Like what? You know, like, what do I do against a guy like yourself that being so, I think, I think he was like 6'4", so, yeah. you know, you know, he really had some advantage. So, me and him would uh, scrap after practice, uh, play fight, and, and he'd show me some shit and, you know, smack me a few good ones. And, and we had quite the competition in drills where everyone would kind of let off, but I would fucking fly at him, man. He just loved it. Absolutely loved it. And it, and the, it would get everybody fired up at practice too, and you know it would it would set the the tempo for the for the practice and everything when when I would just go in and fucking try and uh, hit Bilak as hard as I could. He just loved it. <laughs> well, and of course, being the Western League in the nineties, every every team had their share of guys, and um, yeah, of course, fourth line. Oh yeah, the set wall, and uh, one of the teams I wanted to ask you about because you had a bit of a thing going. Uh, of course, Saskatoon and Regina always have the rivalry going, and I know you got there was some line brawls and everything else. And I read a bit of an article about a guy uh, it's, uh, in Regina, old Josh Dobbin. He didn't like you very much. I knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna bring this fucking guy up. Oh yeah, uh, old old Doughboy. Dauber, yeah, he uh, he yeah. he didn't like you, and he claimed that you didn't like him. <laughs> and uh, I know you guys no. fought your first year, and then you fought in the preseason, I think, too. And uh, oh, yeah. he was a pretty tough dude, though. Yeah, he's a tough dude, and he fucking got the better of me. Um, the only fucking time I've ever took one off the chin, bro. I got, I honestly, it's the only time I've ever took one off the chin and and rattled me, but. I got up and finished the fight, but you know he he, he got me down to one knee. But uh, but what he see when we both went to the SJ afterwards, yeah. And uh, apparently, in his uh, book, in his um, uh, fuck, do you know what I'm talking about in in the uh, in the yearbook? So he put uh, knocked. Richard Peacock into the SJHL or some he he fucking wrote something like that. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I thought it was funny, but I'm like, you fucker. And he he wouldn't fight me when because I believe he was in Melville, 
and when I was in Yorkton, he, he wouldn't fight me. And uh, so that was disappointing. I was, oh, oh I was he, was, he, was a, he was an Estevan. Yeah. Oh, Estevan. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up uh, uh, running the goalie and, and again. <laughs> and uh, they, they never did shit about it. But, uh, yeah, it was funny that he, that he wrote that, but. But yeah, well, yeah, Dobbin, yeah, Regina had a tough team, man. They had like Jared Adams and Bouvier and, uh, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, Boyd Kane and all those guys. And yeah. I, I know you guys yeah. had, uh, had a bunch of run ins with them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That would have been the rivalry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, well, you know, and then you just like go down the road, and then you got Brandon. You know, and they had, you know, they had Dingman back then, right? And like Wade Red and Dingman. Van Owen. You know, like the, the cool thing about being a rookie with, with all these guys, bro, is I got to watch these guys, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to watch, you know, the really fucking big, powerful, amazing dudes go at her. And, and also, uh, you know, like DLZ scoring fucking a uh, hundred points or more. And uh, it, it was pretty cool. And you, you know, you get to visually, um, experience something that maybe, uh, some other people wouldn't. So I think that's beneficial down the road. And when you actually get to play. No, absolutely. And, um, well, like you said, you, you know, I mean, you play the, uh, you know, you go through your first season there in the Western league and, uh, and then, like you said, uh, unfortunately, you know, you come back to camp the next year and, and, and kind of get cut out of the, you know, at that point, like, um, um, like did, uh, did they, like, like did Don, what, did Don Clark say anything to you? Like, did he kind of, like, what was their, just they were going a different direction? Did they, or it's just like beat it and not much else? Yeah, there wasn't, uh, you know, I would have thought he would, he would, um, have been a little more, uh, respectful of the, uh, of me leaving, but you know, like that's, that's the name of the game, man. They can't, yep. you know, they, if they had a heart, uh, towards every fucking decent guy out there, then, you know, their, their job's going to be pretty short lived too. So, um, you know, what I remember out of it is, is just, uh, to tell you the truth, I don't know. It's just all shock, right? You're just a young, you're a young kid. Just think that you got, you just get crushed, man, by the world. So, yeah. And it, it really, well, it turned out awesome when I, when I, uh, two years down the road where, you know, I came back and played for Prince George because it made me into the, the player like, um, that I always wanted to be as in just a loose cannon and just, actually can play hockey as well so you know when i went to saskatoon i you know i was still i really didn't i was just fucking going out there and and skating around with no stick basically you yeah. know what i mean i didn't know what i was doing so but um, you're 17, 17 just still trying to figure it out right exactly bro yeah 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 well, I know the next yeah. year, though, before you get to Battleford and everything else, you actually played three games in Seattle. Um, oh, yeah. I got a tryout there. 
Yeah, you know, Don Knackbauer was the coach, and yeah, uh, that's right. Matt, that's right. Patrick Marlowe's there, and uh, but right. Tyler Willis right. and Paul Ferone and Chris Thompson and Kuznick and Tony Mohagan. Yeah. They had a really tough team, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thompson there, what a fucking maniac that guy was. That that's a guy that maybe I'd like to know if if he's alive these days. He, I, well, I could tell you, he's a chartered accountant in Prince Albert. No way. Yes, he is. Yep. Oh, shit. Yep. That guy was fucking Looney Tune. I love that guy. Um, it was pretty cool to watch. I got a good, you know, back then, bro, you know, what people don't realize is you ate like shit. You drank. They they shoved all this Gatorade shit down your throat, and it's all sugar. It's all, it's all garbage. And, you know, I felt when I went to Seattle – um, that I just, I couldn't get my legs. I was, I, I was so lethargic and I just, I, I just, I didn't have a good shot at it as, you know, and I, I blame, uh, jet lag and, and, uh, bad diet. Cause I, it's, you just don't know any of that back then. So, um, you know, I, uh, I scrapped a couple of tough guys in Seattle. I forget who, but, um, but it was a it was a pretty interesting uh, three games, man. It was uh, it was uh, I, I was hoping I would stick around, and and the way they do things down there is um, they videotape, they cut all the vids for the for on the bus, and they do the highlights of um, of the game and any fights or goals and you know, the certain plays. I mean, so you watch it as a team and you're cheering and it was, it was, uh, it was a really cool experience. I'll tell you that. Yeah. They, um, yeah, that was a man. That was a tough team back then in Seattle. Um, well, like you said, you, uh, so after Seattle, um, you actually end up with North Battleford in this, in the junior a in the Saskatchewan junior league. Um, right. Right. Was that your, like, you know, of course, well, I guess after Battleford, you do actually end up back in BC in the BC League, but was was the SJHL, like, going to always be where you went first? Like, how did you end up in North Battleford? Right. So, um, I believe Battleford was affiliated with Saskatoon. So, they, you know, like, Don Clark was, you know, he, now that it, remember back he he said give it a little bit down here fucking get get your shit together you know score some goals beat some people up and fucking maybe we'll get you back so they gave you a bit of hope at least and um so i think that's why i went there and it was it was the closest i believe one of the closest uh cities to saskatoon but i'm not entirely sure but Yep, Battleford. Yeah, Battleford's an hour away. Yep. Oh, okay. So um I think that had a big part with it and maybe you knew the coach and and that sort of thing. So that's how I ended up there. And I you know, I was debating should I go back to Vernon because I, I knew Troy Mick and I you know, they were associated with North Okanagan King, so I was talking to my old coaches, like what should I do? But I thought I would have an opportunity to go play back with Saskatoon if I went to 
uh, North Battleford, so I, I gave that a chance. But um, what ended up, ha- you know, I I really uh, got a, a second wind when I went to Seattle and was like, you know, I'm fucking better than this, which in my mind, I'm, you know, I was, but in reality, I wasn't. But, um, you know, you always got to have that ego and try and, you know, try and get to the highest level you possibly can. And that's that's the way it should be in all sports, man. You're just trying to, you're, you're really just trying to conquer the world. And, and uh, well, however that looks like, you're, you're going at it, man. Yeah. You know? Well, and so, so 96, 97, we're in North Battleford. You played 33 games, had 10 points, 254 minutes of penalties. So you were busy. Oh, yeah. But like we said <laughs> before we got going, back then, for the folks listening, the SJHL was Thunderdome, man. Like you had guys that were insane. And speaking of insane, I have to ask you about this guy. And he's kind of a legend on these. I've had a few guys on that have told stories about him. But I need to ask you, there's a cat in Nippon named Calvin Crow that he had he had 700 minutes of penalties that year. 50 games, 723 minutes, Calvin Crow. 50 points, too. Oh, it's got to be. That's the most penalty minutes I've ever heard. Did you end up fighting Calvin Crow? I didn't, man. I... I was hoping I fucking wouldn't have to, to tell you the truth. I, um, I don't even know if we matched up. I don't think he played even when I, uh, just maybe he was, uh, injured or just didn't play or I didn't play. Our paths did not cross. I remember that. And I was, you know, I was, uh, I, I was not, not happy about that, you know. So, it's, yeah, I heard nothing but crazy stories about this fucker, and uh, uh, I, yeah, this guy was uh, terrifying to uh, <laughs> to people that were upcoming in the league for sure, man. Well, yeah. Then of course, Malfort had you know Shane Zimmer, and uh, and another guy that yeah, uh, in Prince George, and he was in Kamloops, Mark Scott, who you ended up fighting. Yeah like four times one year at Prince George. Did you guys have like some personal thing going on or that's just how it worked out? That's just how it worked out. Yeah. You know, actually, um, funny thing was that, uh, in the playoffs, when I, when we were playing, uh, Kamloops, we ended up sitting in the stands and we were, we were, I was just, I was looking at him like, Hey man, you know, like, you know, you're sitting out too. And it just got a little bit closer each fucking period. And then I started bullshitting with him. And, you know, again, you know, the guy, we're all in it together. It's just that the war on the ice is so intense. You, you know, you're you're made to hate everybody. And, and uh, you know, it's just a, it's a bizarre, it's a bizarre thing, man. I got to say that, you know, you, you got to have, that anger towards somebody that didn't do a single fucking thing. So you gotta, you gotta mentally, um, be able to stir up a fight over nothing and, and, uh, be able to, to, uh, to do that all the time. I mean, it, it does, 
it does something to your psyche, bro. No, there's no question about it. But like for me, it was, you know, I was getting in shit at, you know, uh, outside of hockey. So it, that stuff didn't really fizz me as much, but you still had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for those, uh, folks listening on, on North Battleford at the time who played with you, um, of course, your leading scorer was Travis Clayton. Who went on to play a long time in the uh, in the minors uh, for the minor league folks that are listening? And uh, Blake, hey, love that guy. And yeah, Blake Shields. Yeah, you're gonna say or or Shane Blake? Blake Shane. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a beauty! Do you know what that guy's up to? I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna guess jail. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Laugh. I'm sure. Uh, you know, you had Kent Jillings and Nathan Lutz, and yeah, um, you guys had a pretty solid team. Um, oh, another way well, I was going to ask you back then, and of course, Minot had a team in this in the SJHL. Did you uh, did you have to make that trip yeah. to Minot? Exactly. Yeah, I did. Now, was they were in the Manitoba Junior yes? No, they were in the southern part of the. No, they were in the SJ. But uh, they were oh, in the okay. they were in the South Division. They uh, the Minot Top Guns. Yeah, they didn't play for very long. They folded. But I know that year that you were there, they were playing. But uh, I think that was their last right. year in the league that year. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Th- I know we um, we played a couple of um, preseason games with the Manitoba League, or even in the states. It was uh, I forget the the names. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I, I remember going up to these these rinks way up fucking north, man, and they they would have a screen, you know, mesh yeah. for golfs, and uh, you know, like the the uh, the fans weren't afraid to throw their fucking beer at your head, you know. <laughs> well, we as you as we talked about for of course, as as everybody have played in the SJ knows uh, that first trip up to Flimflon. Is a legendary trip in that old barn. What was your? Uh, do you have any tales from Flimflon? Oh man! Um, well, to tell you the truth, we were whooping them. It was it was embarrassing. It was like, fuck, man. I want to say at least thirteen to to one or something. I, I don't even know if it's if it was if they even scored any. And they and the coach in the third period is like you guys better expect some shit to go down. So you better be there for each other. And, and I really don't think anything went down to tell you the truth. It was a, we just, we just whooped them and got the fuck out of there. I, I think that they were uh, bottling the, the bus as we left, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And well, then of course you had uh Labrette there. You had to, um, you know, and they always, oh. the Eagle Dome there and they on the reservation and they always packed oh, the cool. place and they always had tough guys. And of course, that year, oh, the, that year that you were there, of course, John Hewitt, the late John Hewitt played there. Uh, 29, right. here folks, listen to this, 29 games, 402 minutes and penalties. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Holy shit. Man, that's awesome. Um, Actually, I, I need to backtrack and go and say the, the rivalries in the North Okanagan Kings in Enderby here in the KI, uh, JHL with, um, with Revelstoke 
uh, Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, back then, bro, there was, you know, we would brawl these guys and um, we would uh, we would get police escorted out of there. And uh, one year or even one game, they beat the snot out of uh, a bunch of our buddies in the stands. And then they proceeded to beat up the bus with baseball bats and someone shot at the bus. A bullet went in and went in uh, one of our our defenseman's legs. No oh, word of a line when that happened. And they want to talk about today's rivalries. Come on! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Nobody's yeah, shooting at anybody anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shooting blanks. Yeah, but you get your junior B. You had like the whole like slap shot, the whole thing going there. Oh, for sure. For hey, sure. Uh, hey! While we're talking here, do you ever punch a fan? <laughs> well, uh, okay. So I ended up in um, after Battleford. I went to. Well, I, I actually came back to Enderby and played for the Kings for a bit because I just didn't give a shit. I just. Well, okay. Before I, I hate to cut you off, but yeah, like you said, no, you got, so you got suspended from like what happened to Battleford? Like what? Why did you get? Did they they suspend? What did you get suspended for? Yeah, see, I, no, I didn't. Um, I just wasn't feeling comfortable there, and my coaches from back home were, were really uh, like, "Hey, man, we, we kind of need you. What do you think about coming to play?" You know, and then we'll get you on to the Vernon Vipes, and and then um, get you. They already knew that there. I was going to have a tryout in Prince George because he had a scout already scouting me, and I wish I could remember his name because just a solid fucking dude, and he helped me out a lot. But, um, anyways, so they, um, I ended up going back to Enderby and uh, playing a few games, and I mean, I just dominated physically, um, and then ended up going into the Vipers. So we uh, we go into Merritt, and uh, there is a brawl, and the fans started coming in into the hallway, man. So we're – I'm lighting these fans up, man, fighting – I don't know. Like, it felt like I fought at least five fans just fucking going at her, just, just knocking out all these people. And then I – I don't know, we get – I got suspended from that, that, and um, there was also another time in uh, where I I hit a, a fan with the with my stick uh, that was yelling at me and just kind of fucking fingering me, and I I hit him hit his hand with my with my stick, ended up breaking his hand, and I got suspended the whole year against the fucking team, eh? So, um. Yeah, so that's basically there's been a, a some a few different instances with with fans. Yeah. Well, so basically, so nothing really. So you basically just left North Battleford. I basically just yeah left. I I I didn't. Uh, I wouldn't even say that I. You know, I just wasn't right in the head, man. I just I just didn't couldn't get um, back on my feet of who I was, what I was trying to do and just you know so going back home kind of grounded me I think so I was like all right I'm just gonna go back home and because I like the guys there I 
um, the coach. Uh, I forget. Uh, do you remember the coach there? Uh, a young guy. His name was fuck. I forget, but a great guy. So I, it wasn't anything that really. It was just me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. So you go to Vernon Vipe, the one of the obviously one of the marquee teams in the in the well in all of junior hockey in Canada, but especially in BC. Yeah. Vernon's a big. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, you know, they have a great history there. Um, yeah. uh, so you Troy play- Mitchell's a coach. Well, Dodging Horse was there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, cause you, we put up the article today on Facebook and stuff and anybody that might want to read it and stuff. And you were, you were kind of saying that that article is kind of bullshit. Cause in that article, it says it's quotes you as saying you don't like Troy Mick. And you said that's not true. Yeah. That was bullshit, man. No, me and Mick were, were buds. He's, he really, uh, he really stuck his neck out for me with uh, getting me to PG, and now uh, he's he was uh, a fucking great guy. So I uh, Ed Dempsey probably put that in there, that fucking weasel. Well, we'll get to that here in a bit, but yeah, like you said, you got dodging yeah, horse. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davidson, Corey Davidson's on the team. Davidson, right, right. Fuck yeah, Davidson. Um, Smithson, I think, was on the team. Um, uh, Patchell. Um, that guy was pretty cool. I think he played, I think he had a, a awesome career in, in college. And I yeah. mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sean Patchell. Yeah. He went on to Michigan state. Yep. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. All um, good guys. And, uh, that was a, that was a cool rest of my year. I, uh, and then, well, I ended up, uh, uh, this hometown guy Chad Pounder from uh, from uh, I played with him in in Enderby here, but he's from Armstrong. He, uh, me and I ended up getting a, in a fight with uh, with this captain from uh, Trail, and uh, and then we we went up to this in the stands, and we got kicked out uh, of the of the game and then I, I ended up fighting these guys in the stands and getting suspended and I was yeah, it seemed to have been a something that happened a lot in my career for some reason. It's it's really unfortunate because it, it just uh you know, it, it doesn't doesn't help your career in any way. When you're known as a loose cannon, right? Yeah, well it I was going to ask you, like, uh, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at trail, like, tr- you know, Travis Roach and guys like that. Um, um, mm-hmm. Did you ever, uh, did you ever fight, uh, or ever, ever run in with Brandon Fleener? Fleener. Hmm. He's in Prince George uh, no, at the time. Corey Laniak and, and, and Langley and Shawara and oh, Ch- Chilliwack. Well, Shawara played in yeah. PA. You played against him with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I scrapped him a few times. Yeah, that guy was tough. Yeah, he was. Sure. Yeah, yeah, PA. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just Shawara is uh, the guy I remember the most. I, I squared up to him a couple of times. Well, so you end up playing nine regular season games with Vernon, and you played in the eight playoff games, and uh, and kind of really, you know, kind of got back going. And then, like you said, that next year, 97-98, you're back in the Western Hockey League with the Prince George Cougars. And now, here's a word from our sponsor. 
We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Seattle and Pittsburgh, big matchup. Seattle's been hot, five-game winning streak. Uh, you can get them at plus 120. Uh, another one, if you're into player props or game team props, uh, the Canucks, first goal, minus 150. Something to look at as they play Columbus Blue Jackets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks in the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-6369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I trained so hard, man. I was, I was ready. You know, I was ready to go. I was, um, um, training all summer. I, what helped me out the most is, uh, playing road hockey. Really? Road hockey in Vernon, man. You get your hands. And, uh, uh, I didn't realize I had hands. So no one ever let me fucking use them. So except for scrap. And so, I actually found out that I could stick handle and play the game. So, you know, that was a, a cool discovery. So, um, I had an amazing camp in PG. They had to fucking, I knocked out their tough guy, uh, church. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I was, I think I scored four goals. I mean, I was on fire, bro. I, you know, fought, um, brought or, not Bruff a couple of times. Tyler Bouk. Yeah. Oh, Tyler, Tyler Bouk. Yeah. Uh, oh, Bruff. Yeah, no, he was also, Bruff was actually in Saskatoon. I got that mixed up. Well, <laughs> and for those that want to, if you, if you type in Richard Peacock on YouTube, those training camp fights are on YouTube of all things. Your Prince George training camp fights are on there. Thanks to, um, MC Dusty back in the day. That's what he calls himself anyway on YouTube. Oh, no shit. Yeah. He put the, he put your camp fights on there. So, uh, but yeah, Prince George, man, you had like Quinn Hancock leading the way, 54 goals, Blair Betts, Joel Kwiatkowski, uh, Tyler Bauk, Eric Brewer, Trent Hunter. I mean, there's a lot of talent on that team. They made, they all of them made the show, man. Yeah. I, I, it was unbelievable how many guys made the show that year. Um, even uh, Schaefer was on on the team. <laughs> I think he played in the AHL and maybe the NHL. I'm not too sure, but he was big, tall, lanky bugger. He was pretty good. Um, yeah, man, they uh, they had to hire me, um, and uh, that the camp was just uh, amazing. And I and I just uh, the fans started. Um, taking a liking to me and, and then started 
started chanting my name right away, man. The first couple of games, to tell you the truth. Well, and like, well, let's let, let, we're, you know, you had 24 tilts that year. We'll go down. And I mean, it's the who's who, man. What, looking at your fight card. And I know I read the article, um, right away. Your first fight with Prince George is against, uh, you know, a, a true heavyweight in Joey Tedarenko in Portland. And it says you guys went toe to toe for a, a, for a length of time. Yeah. Uh, do you yes. remember, do you remember that fight? I, oh, I don't, man. Yeah. Um, Fuck, it's too bad. No, I don't, but that um, that's pretty cool that that was said about that. Yeah, then, of course, while we talked about Mark Scott, you, him, you know, of course, Prince George and Cam Loops, you guys had the big rivalry, and, of course, you fought him four times that year. And another guy yeah. that was on that team that was a very tough guy that went on to have a heck of a pro career, uh, Mike Brown. Oh, yeah, Brown, what a... What a character that fucking guy was. He always wanted to beat him up because he just was just that type of guy. He got under your skin, eh? And I just, you know, he was, uh, he, he could play the game uh, as well. So, he, you know, he, he didn't like to give you the time of day, but there was a few instances where where he had to kind of throw down So. Yeah, I, I had a rivalry with that fucking guy for sure. First round Brown. Yeah, first round pick. And of course, he'll be famous. That's who they traded Pavel Bure for. Yeah. No way. Yes, he was drafted in the first round by, he was drafted by Florida in the first round. And when they, Vancouver wow. traded Bure to Florida, Brown was part of first the trade. Round first round Brown. Yeah. No way. That's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, isn't that cool? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, I forgot about that, but. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we had uh, quite the rivalry with those guys. You know? Yeah, I saw the one news clip there last night when I was kind of going through your stuff where it was like you guys had a little line brawl and, they, and then you ran their goalie and that really got everything going. Yeah, and that's, I think, yeah. you ended up fighting Brown. That's when you fought Brown, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so to, to touch on that, bro, we, um, that was actually in the playoffs that I ran the goalie, eh? Okay. So, um, I know I'm skipping forward here, but this is uh, this is one of the greatest, uh, um, I would say, Prince George Cougars stories. Because so we had, we were down three one in the series against Kamloops, uh, and um, we were down three one in the third period. So I didn't play the whole game and. And the fans start in, man, Peacock. They start chanting my name. And the coach is, you know, he's fucking trying to fend it off like he's not hearing it. And eventually he's a, like, gets mad and fucking kind of kicks my pants. Get out there, Peacock. So I, I jumped the bench. And if you see the video, I, I didn't even have a stick. I, did, I jumped the bench and I was just running guys and created a penalty. And... I looked around and I believe it was Patruck and I, and uh, he's coming to the bench and I just dropped him and uh, and then all man uh, ensued. But uh, the thing was is that we we came back and won that game and then we go to um, Kamloops win that game. Now I'm suspended for three games, so I I didn't play those games. But um, so then we go back to PG, and we won the series, bro. That nobody's ever come back 
to win against Kamloops in that fashion ever. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, that's, that's a hell of a story, man. What a comeback, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool, man. I thought I, I, it was either do or die on that one. So it, it worked out to be good, but, um, I'll tell you, the fans are just absolutely amazing. No, ab- well, absolutely. And, uh, well, like I said, you, you know, and of course, you know, being out in the Western, you know, the Western division of that, of the league at the time. And I mean, like I said, no shortage of guys, uh, you know, uh, you know, and of course, uh, you know, Kelowna at the time, I mean, they were loaded up. I mean, in terms of toughness, I mean, like you said, you had Scott Parker, uh, Chris Millette, Todd Fedoric, Justin Jack, yeah. you know, yeah, you know, yeah, in that, in that little shitty rink. Place. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, man. We were in that tiny rink. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I I had some buddies from Enderby here come and watch me, and uh, I scored a scored a goal top shelf, and then uh, I don't know if I got an assist, but I'm just gonna say I did. I got a Gordiel hat trick. I fought Millet that game, so that that was uh, that was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, they. Um... Man, Kelowna, man, they had some toughness roll through that town. Um, well, and another, uh, another guy that you fought that, of course, the fans, the folks listening will know that, of course, he went on to have a legendary minor league career was old Yabo, uh, Jeremy Yablonski. Do you remember that fight? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I do a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, um, um fuck, I can't... <sighs> So what team did he play for? The uh, Edmonton Ice. Oh yeah, 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 Edmonton Ice, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, did Pete play for Edmonton Ice as well? Who? Uh, Stephen Pete. I think he was with Red Deer at the time. I think, yeah, uh, Red Deer. Red Deer. Yeah. yeah. I scrapped him in uh, preseason, and that was that was intense. Yeah, I was going to say, how did that fight with Pete go? I know in reading the one article, he said he broke his thumb or something fighting you, I think, he said. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, my head wasn't as big as his, but, <laughs> um, you know, he uh, he he actually fucking threw his helmet at me. <laughs> uh, like, at my feet, like, what do you got? I'm going to whoop your ass. And, and uh, fuck, I, I, you know, I did pretty good. I, I had a few welts on the old noggin there, but, um, you know, if he broke his hand on my head, then I, fuck, I was doing pretty good. <laughs> well, I know one guy that you fought, undersized, uh, in Medicine Hat, Blair St. Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how yeah, that fight was, went? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think, I don't know if it was him or... Um, I think we scrapped right in front of. Now it might not be him. I uh, don't call me on this, but uh, I think it was him or, or one of his teammates. But we were going toe to toe, man. I just, uh, I, I was just feeling like I was invincible, and I was fucking working him. And I and we were right by my uh, bench, and I turned over and I looked at the guys, and just smiled, and then and then just started. Uh, teeing up, man. It was 
that was a cool experience in my life to, to tell you the truth and the guys really respected me after that and just uh giving them the, the old wink watch this right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well another guy that you fought that the folks will know that went on to have an nhl the nhl career at todd fedork oh yeah 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 he was just a big fucking guy man he just just solid as shit so we uh yeah we just kind of collided behind the net one game and uh you know i think what happened a lot in pg is is that when i used to hit people the fans would go berserk and it would it triggers a lot in people and, and in myself and it, you just it, it ensues a fight right away so we just yeah, we we threw a few, and it wasn't it wasn't too good of a fight. It was just one of those uh, throw a couple, and and uh, hopefully you don't get hit by uh, by a hammer, and and that was it. So, well, I'll ask you about one last fight here from that year, and uh, it's a guy that um, he uh, you know he he. Uh, um, he was in Calgary for for uh, for a bunch of years. Uh, Ryan Anders. Oh, Anders! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Um, how do you spell his last name? A A N D R E S. Andres. Ah, right. Ryan Andres. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember that guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of thinking because he was a big guy too, eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a hard time against those tall fuckers. I tell you, but you know, you gotta, you gotta get under their arm and start punching them from the side because uh, if they string you out, you're fucked, right? So somebody said you always want to get in and make sure they get their arm bent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You always, yeah. I always like to just kind of crouch down, just like you know, uh, you know, just like Tyson used to do. Man, you just go down and over, and yeah. then try and grab to the side and then start throwing them on the side where they're a little unbalanced. You kind of do a bit of a domey spin in there and, and, uh, hopefully they don't, uh, get old hold you with their lengthy arms and fucking string you out. Good thing. That I've had to happen a few times where I was at the end of a shift and my coaches don't do it. Fucking you're tired. Don't do it. Hey, oh yeah. And uh, one specific guy is Jacques Mayotte. Did you same guy that hit uh, Tabojevic in the face? There. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Fucking strung me out. Uh, yeah, he strung me out one one game there, man. That was, that was brutal. Oh, Mayotte was a bad dude, man. That guy played forever and fought everybody. He is yeah. uh, that dude is unbelievable. Um, yeah. But we'll yeah. we'll get into old the mailman here. We'll talk about him shortly. But uh, I was going to ask you, just as you said, you get down low and the Tyson thing. Um, just kind of off top. Well, when it came to and that was the big thing back in the back in the old WHL days, even the SJ. Back then, you guys would always pop. It was kind of the you know the deal. You pop your lids and square off. That was always kind of the thing. And you got to make it look yeah. good, right? You got to spin the helmet. You got to look cool and shit, right? Um, yeah. Well, when you yeah. were when you were squaring off, did uh, I always like to ask the guys this? Did you like did Did you want to go at him, or did you rather that they come to you? What did you prefer? Yeah, I preferred to go at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just so I can. 
I can get the best position in instead. If you got, I didn't play the uh, yeah um, defense card too often. I I mostly went went at it. I I always just wanted to just get at it and get it done with and and fucking just throw them. just uh, see who's toughest, man. It you was you weren't big on the wrestling. Yeah, I wasn't big on the wrestling. No, no. Did um, was there did, to up, man. did you uh, did you do anything to your jerseys? Do you like wear a bigger jersey, or you know, did you like that? Yeah, yeah. I think they just automatically gave you a, a, a triple X. Yeah, you're get, um, you were getting the goalie jersey no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now, uh, some guys would do um, Velcro up the side, or you know, really. Uh, puff it out where the elbow pads are and all this and no I really wasn't about that I um guys I seen a lot of guys taping their taping their wrist up and all that I, I didn't do any of that shit I just I was just raw man I just fucking just raw toughness of just fucking going at it um you know it didn't matter how big or you know you didn't want to but it, that's if that's what needed to happen, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was on the team for, for that reason. And hey, either you do your job or, or uh, you do it somewhere else. Yeah. Well, before we leave Prince George, one of the guys I, I, I was told to ask you about, and you know, he went on and played in the East Coast League for a number of years. Uh, is Keesman, Michael. Ke- oh, Keezer. Yeah. yeah. I like Keesman. Uh, he was a good friend of mine and, and Prince George and uh, uh, and a good player. Yeah, I wonder, did he, do you know where he went and played? Or maybe University of Hockey, possibly. No, he actually, he turned pro right away. He played in the uh, in the East Coast League down in uh, Pensacola and Peoria. And then, uh, mm-hmm. and then his final year, he went over to the UK and played in Edinburgh for a year. Yeah. No shit. All right, all right. Yeah. And now I know, he, what is he in Kelowna, I think, eh? Yeah, yeah, well, it says to, yeah, it says he's from Prince Rupert. Yeah, so yeah. Now, over the years through Facebook, I believe I, you know, but the the thing about um, at the end of the year, I, you know, I put a lot of sour taste in a lot of guys' mouth. Uh, like these guys had to go to court, you know, for me after after the season and everything. There was. It was a big deal, and you know, uh, guys really had a sour taste in their mouth after after that situation. So, well, okay, for those folks there that obviously the listeners, it was the kind of it was the year end party in Prince George is when you had a yes. big. There was a big house. You got into a big. There was a big brawl at a house party. Well, it, it wasn't so. Yeah. Um, it was a mini brawl, but what ended up happening is, uh, is that it was just us, it just the hockey guys. We were at a house at one of the billets place and we, uh, and, um, there was no one else was invited and no one else was allowed. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the couch, uh, making out with this chick. I don't know who I was having a couple of beers and. Uh, minding my own business and uh i heard a commotion at the door and these guys are just trying to uh enter the the party and whatever whatever and i didn't think anything of it and then 
these guys are persistent to get in. And so the guys came and got me in and they said I needed to deal with this situation. And uh, these guys were, were uh, just being ridiculous. And, and I started scrapping these guys, two guys, and uh, ended out on the driveway and laid them out. And unfortunately, uh, this uh, one of their girlfriends jumped in and I accidentally hit her. And uh, and it was uh, one of those moments where you just uh, know you fucked up. And uh, and uh, the thing was, is I knew her and we talked and in the morning and, you know, I was very apologetic, of course. And we agreed that it was an accident, of course, and I didn't do it on purpose. So um, unfortunately, it got leaked and uh, she um, tried to go after me. Uh, civilly um, for damages uh, and and basically everything went sour from there so it was just uh, it was a really unfortunate accident in, in but uh, I don't even know if I could say an accident because it, of what transpired anyways that's that's a story well, and now you said, so like, yeah, so that kind of definitely puts a damper on the end of the year. Uh, and you said the guys, you, now, do you think the guys were mad at you? No, the the guys that I got in a scrap with. No, no, like oh, your, oh, your teammates and stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, they, I don't know. Uh, if I were to, you know, I'm, I, I just thought that, you know, the, the thing was, I'm the one that should be mad at them for getting me to solve problems that should have been solved by the rest of the team is just close the freaking door. And so I don't know. I, it just, it, it was a sour subject for a lot of, um, these guys and, you know, it disrupted their, um, their season because they had to go on CC television to go to court for what was happening uh in my life there so i don't know i just uh, i just thought that maybe the guys thought i was a little bit too crazy is that was what i'm getting at yeah well so that basically ends your tenure in prince george um yeah now at this point over the summer are you kind of did did, did like dempsey and those like in prince george they kind of tell you right away like yeah you're done yeah, yeah, they said, yeah, you, we have to let you go. Okay, so at this point, now you're sitting there thinking, now what? Like, did you have any, yeah. like, did you have any yeah. kind of irons in the fire, or were you just sort of sitting there hoping the phone rings? Yeah, I was uh, just a naive kid, just wondering what the fuck did I do. And um, I actually got, um, I actually got traded to Moose Jaw. Yep. And uh, Altura was was there. Yep. That crazy bugger of a coach, he ended up uh he ended up getting fired and then they they canned me. And basically at that point I'm blackballed out of the Western League, you know, uh because of that and um you know, so basically knowing that um I get a call from um, Mulliken, um, and he 
uh, he offered, he said, Hey, these guys are hosting a World Bank Cup. You want to, you want to join the club? Lutz is there and, well, you know, a bunch of guys, you know, some, a few guys from North Battleford. So, and to tell you the truth, they were, uh, um, paying pretty decent money for a junior guy, right? So yep. I, thought that was, I thought that was a great opportunity. So, um, so I jumped on board and, and came to the hockey team, but at that point I was still not right in the head, so. Yeah, so you, so you end up in Yorkton with the Yorkton Terriers, and uh, well, and that was the other thing, folks. Yeah, back then, Junior A. Yeah, you could you could they don't like to talk about this stuff anymore, but yeah, boys can make some yeah. can make some good money back then. Um, yeah, yeah, team, exactly. If the teams are paid, especially the Royal Bank teams. Um, but yeah, like you said, Lutz was there, Devin Rask, Corey Rask, you know, um, Shane Lanigan, Dennis, um, Dennis Bastet was a goalie. He was good. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and uh yeah, Steve Albrecht was there. Um Yeah, Albrecht, what's that fucking guy doing? Yeah, there you go. Well, and another guy that uh you know it was uh that uh you know played the played the role there in Yorkton for a number of years was Sean Skihar. And uh yeah. Yeah. you know and uh, you know, so it uh you know, and of course he uh he went on to play uh, you know, minor leagues and played over in the UK and Belfast and stuff. Um right. You know, but uh, tough dude, man. He, yeah, tough dude. Yeah. Um, well, so you play 13 games in Yorkton, and uh, uh, they were eventful. And uh, <laughs> yeah, well, 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 we'll get we'll get it we'll get into the story. You had 13. Well, hell, you know, 13 games. You had eight points. So 13 games, yeah, eight, eight point, 156 minutes and penalties. Uh, so you're doing a little bit of everything, rolling along. And then the, uh, the, the rivalry with the Melville Millionaires and Dave Shields, uh, sets your career off in a different direction. Um, yeah. And you end up being banned from junior hockey in Canada because of it. Um, so <laughs> we will, uh, we will set this up. So the game before, so Melville and Yorkton are the big rivalries in the SJHL. They're just down the highway from each other. It's been a yeah. hu- huge rivalry. So the game yeah. before, there's a bit of a bit of a brawl, and you end up punching out Rob Montaigne, the Melville goalie. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I mean, these guys are at me all game, like fucking at me, beaking me, right? Beaking yeah. me, beaking me, just fucking getting under my skin, man. I'm, I'm, you know, just trying, <laughs> trying not to lose my mind. But I, I literally, they, they made me lose my mind. That's, I don't know. How to say i literally lost my mind and i this and uh and the goalie i knew the goalie i mean, like i i just was trying to lash out at any to anybody any anything i mean i was fighting this fucking people in the stands it was it was me um so that was yeah that was the night before so i got a i got a gross misconduct so i'm up on a three or six game suspension already so i'm sitting in the stands right Yes, so of course it's a home and home. So the next night, uh, it was in Melville, right? That this happened with Shields, or was uh, it in Yorkton? It, well, the the first game was in Melville. Yeah, when okay. I got when I ran the goal, I tried to punch out the goalie there. Yeah. yeah. So you get suspended. So the next night, 
We're in Yorkton. You're in street clothes yeah. up in the crowd. And uh, yeah. Dave Shields, Melville, uh, solid player from Melville, but like you said, definitely uh, a, a Barnaby type, right? Could really uh, dirty, yeah. get you going. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he ends up getting into a fight with a guy, and it's like right yeah. with five minutes left in the third period or whatever. So he gets... And just showboating. Just he, fucking showboating. He didn't even win. He was just being a cocky fuck like himself, right? Yep. And, uh, and, and he gets booted out and yeah. you, you decide to meet him in the dressing room in street clothes. Yeah. I, uh, I can't even tell you what I was thinking or why or what I just, I literally just wanted to, uh, do some damage to this guy. And so, yeah, I, I met him in the, in the hallway, right right when he was going to go into the room and, and I mean, I'll tell you the look on his face, he was, he knew something was going to go down and, um, and I started giving it to him and then we ended up in his dress room and, and, um, and he just, uh, was pleading for his life is basically what was, what was happening. And, and, the the trainer heard, uh, some screams and came in and was, like what the fuck is going on because he's bleeding all over the place and I I just kind of bolted out of there um, I put on some different street clothes uh, a different dress shirt from another player and acted like nothing happened my knuckles are all beat up and everyone's freaking out they're trying to the whole team is trying to get to our side it was it was uh, quite the ma'am. And to tell you the truth, um, again, bringing up Mulligan there, um, he took me to Regina that night because he's like, dude, you're, you're in some trouble this time. And at, at that time I was still up on three assault and batteries. I mean, I was, I was not in good sorts. I, I still haven't, um, you know, figured out this, this court from Prince George yet. So, um, turns out, you know, Shields' dad apparently is a lawyer or a judge or something, but he didn't end up charging me. Thank God. And, uh, and I'm, I moved on, um, from there. Well, and I, so you get the phone call from, uh, was it Wayne Cartouche, the commissioner of the SGHL, um, how did that phone call go? Did he just like, you know, or it basically it's just like, yeah, you're done. Like he wasn't, did he even bother with an explanation? Like listen to your story. Did he just say no. that's it? Yeah. No, they didn't. They didn't say much. It was pretty self-explanatory. Like, dude, you really fucked up and good luck. You know, you're, but you can't play in, in Canada. You're, you're suspended out of Canada for life. And to tell you the truth, so years down the road, I, I go and play for um, uh, Dawson Creek and uh, Gino Ocek is there and Flurry for, um, um, for the or, or Horse Lake team. Horse Lake team, yep. So, yeah, Horse Lake. And they tried to... Um, say that I wasn't allowed to play in Canada. So 
before the game started, they're trying to say that I'm not allowed to play. It was it was quite entertaining, man, because you, you got and then Sasha Lakovic was on the team. I mean, you know, these guys are some pretty serious dudes and they're trying to they're trying to say that I couldn't play. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. But I ended up playing, so I you know, whatever happened there, I don't know. But um well, so basically, yeah. So your junior career comes to an end in a in a blaze of glory, and uh, yeah. so now at yeah. this point, it's like, okay, well, like I guess, did, did like did were you thinking about turning pro anyway? Like, was that always well, the plan, or was it just sort of like, okay, I don't know what to do now? Yeah, I was. Uh, bro, I would say it's all of the above. You always uh, have these high hopes of you know, playing pro hockey, whatever that looks like. But um, now I'm pressured into what What am I going to do? I, I, I didn't even think about that at that point. But now, um, now to tell you the truth, just like, just like that guy, I don't know. Um, I don't know. He was a junior player. He was this big guy and he started beating the snot out of all those guys on the ice. And, and everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And turns out all the pro teams wanted him. Well, the same thing happened to me. So I thought, you know, all right, well, guess I'm going to be working at the mill for the rest of my life. But it actually turned out that the word got out and all these pro teams loved that. Yeah. That I was that crazy. So that it worked to my advantage. So then um, I had a... I had a handful of teams that I could have went to and I picked uh, Prince George and, or sorry, I picked Anchorage, Alaska. And the reason why I did, because Wade Bloodbank, Brookbank was up there and I heard his name and, and Zimmer was, Shane Zimmer was up there. So I knew these guys. So I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to go up there because I, um, I know the names and I, I've, and I love the idea that we're in in Anchorage, Alaska, man. I mean, just absolutely amazing uh, fans. It reminded me of Prince George, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, um, yeah. So, in, and Walt Bedumney was a coach. And uh, that guy was cool as hell, man. He took me under his wing. And we would, uh, you know... I would be on the ice for hour, two hours after practice every day with them. And uh, you'd be showing me the ropes and doing all sorts of things. Yeah, well, and it's like, uh, yeah, and you guys had, you know, uh, so you're up in the, it's the old West Coast Hockey League. And you, like you said, you got Walt Podubny, you're up there in Anchorage. And, uh, you know, you got, like you said, you got Wade Brookbank up there and, uh, and Simmer and, you know, Keith Street and Dean Larson. Keith Street. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, Larson, Derek Gauthier, um, yeah, 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 Gauthier, Dean Trevojevich, yeah. and uh, old Turbo, and uh, you know, yeah, Turbo. <laughs> well, and of course, one of the um, one of the famous incidents. Um, again, if you go on YouTube and look up uh, uh, Trevojevich there, and and Jacques yeah. Jacques Mayotte had a rivalry going. With Fresno, yeah. and uh, as you said, the game earlier, Mayotte had knocked out Trevojevic's teeth, correct? 
Yeah, cross-checked him in the teeth. And he was just going in for a hit. You know what I mean? Like, he was just going to hit him, and he just fucking cross-checked him in the mouth. It was brutal. So, of course, then the next time you guys play him, that's when Trebojevic attempts to spear Mayotte in the face, and the video is out there, and the, which, led, which led to criminal charges and a night in jail. And, well, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, already, um, Jacques Mayotte, <laughs> oh, you should have seen this guy, man. I'll tell you. Leather face, you knew he, uh, like, he probably he probably fucking went probert a bunch of times I bet in his career. Anyways, he um, so he cross checks Tobojevic in the face and he's got to leave the game because he's got severe. I knocked out six of his teeth, and uh, and so uh, there was no penalty on the play. So um, Walt Badumny leans over and says, "Go do something stupid, Peacock." And uh, I jumped the bench, and it was this perfect timing where one of their uh, lead scorers was doing a loop. We're looking for the puck. And, you know, those plastic elbow pads, man, they're lethal. I, hopefully they change those nowadays. But um, I he was coming around, and I just popped him with my elbow right straight in the jaw, and he was knocked out for at least five minutes. It was... It was a little scary, I gotta say. Um, the fans were ecstatic off the start, and then people started to panic a bit, right? So they got the stretcher out, and he finally came to, and the fans are booing him, and he's fingering everybody, and and uh, not too much, uh, not too many other things happened in that game. But I got suspended the whole year against that team so they wouldn't start any shit, right? So we go back to Fresno, and uh, I'm sitting in the stands, and, and Tobojevic is trying to pick a fight with with um, with this guy, uh, Mayotte, and, and he, just, he just wouldn't go on. You know, like, give him some respect. You knocked his teeth out. Let him try and knock yours out. And... Uh, so he's Adam, Adam, and uh, he finally cross-checks him in the face. And uh, and he's pissed at this point and that he wouldn't scrap him. And, he, and I think he tried to spear him in the face. Is that what happened? I, yeah. I thought he tried to two-hand him in the face, but that was another instance. So he tried to spear him in the face. And, uh, yeah, the, he, uh, he got arrested. Um, and that was our last game on that California leg. So we went back to Anchorage and he uh, came back. And the next game, the fans threw, now I don't know the exact amount, but it was pushing 30 grand of cash on the ice. And they had, and um, they ended up paying, you know, he paid for all his, the dental work and, the the plane ride uh, from Fresno and uh, a few other things, and then they they uh, gave the rest to the the players. So uh, it was a, a pretty amazing amazing thing. And um, one thing that 
you may not know about Anchorage, Alaska back in the day is that there was a guy called Fishhead. I don't know if uh, Brookbank uh, Brook uh, talked about this guy, but um, he was able, he was allowed to bring fish heads, bloody fish heads to the rink. And when we scored, he would throw them on the ice. So there's blood all over the ice, right? <laughs> it was unreal, man. Unreal. I wonder if they do that now. I wouldn't imagine they, they're allowed, but boy, did that get the fans riled up. Oh, I could imagine. Well, I was talking to a guy, Michael, out there. Um, he was a longtime Anchorage fan, and uh, he's, he was pretty pumped when I told him I was going to get you on. And uh, he was going to talk oh, to the tra- he was going to talk to the trainer, uh, Andrew. Yeah. Was it Ferlano? Is that the trainer's name? <laughs> I don't remember, but he, you know, he was. Uh, I wouldn't say he was a midget, but he, you know, he was. He was a pretty short guy and just a great guy, man. Um, the year before was Link Gates played there and, uh, Link held him out the hotel room, uh, with his legs out the window. And that's why Link Gates got, uh, canned off the team because he did that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's with, what's so, with Lincoln trainers that there was, he was down playing roller hockey and he like got punched out a trainer down there too and got kicked off the team. Yeah. Yeah, have you have so, you ever met? Well, Gates is a BC guy. You ever run into Link? Have you ever met him? Yeah, no, I haven't. Really? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, no, just the stories, man. Just yeah. the stories, man. Yeah, yeah. But I think he was not not right in the head to begin with, and then he got in a, a bike accident, and it really fucked him up. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, yeah. There's some stories there for sure. Well, in that West Coast League, man, that. Um, Again, there were some tough dudes in that league. I mean, you know, in uh, in Tacoma, there you had Chad Richard. Um, yeah, Richards, man. Yeah, he was. I uh, my first game with Anchorage, we went to. Yeah, he was playing for Tacoma, right? Yep. I my first shift, man. I fucking run into this big guy, like he, uh, the guy was a fucking monster, and then. I uh, I fucking threw my gloves off so fast, and I just was looking at this fucking guy, and he's like, "Yeah, right, kid, beat it." And so, and then he skated away. He wasn't giving me the time of fucking day. <laughs> One guy, Walt loved, Walt loved that that I did that. You know, it really showed some balls. Well, yeah, I mean, hey, like, well, and then in Colorado with Jason Simon, you know, um, yeah. Yeah, I uh, got – that was my first Gordie Howe hat trick, man. I The reason why he scrapped me is because I hot-dogged after a fucking breakaway. Fake shot, backhand, forehand shelf. I couldn't fucking believe it. Uh, that was the – you know, I practiced that in practice every fucking day, and it finally worked out. And I'll tell you, I was hot-dogging it, and he – he fucking grabbed a hold of me for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, one one name that I have to ask you about, and he played in San Diego, and uh, and he put up a million penalty minutes was Chad Wagner. Oh yeah, Wagner, man, fuck yeah, he was tough. I actually I didn't scrap him, but I I ran him one time, and uh, in in Alaska, and um, and he fuck you. I don't know why he didn't grab a hold of me, but 
I fucking ran them and just boom, just ran them into the boards. And uh, I don't know if he wasn't into a fucking fight in that game or something, but, and I was as close as I came with that guy. But then I, I trained with him a little bit in, uh, in Calgary. And, uh, and yeah, he was, he was pretty cool guy, man. I'd love to get him on the show. He's kind of gone missing in action. No one knows where he is, but. Um, oh, is that right? Well, I mean, I think he's in Calgary, but he's just one of those low profile guys. Like, he's not on Facebook or anything. He's just kind of, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to get him yeah. on the. If you're out there listening, Chad, I'd love to get you on yeah. the show. Get a hold of me. No. Um, but Fresno, like you said, not only did they have Mayotte, they also had Greg Spenrath, the Viking. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you and said. You, you, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what else they had in San Diego is cheerleaders. <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. Oh, um, that was cool, man. They had quite yeah. the setup in San Diego. It's no wonder they won all those championships. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing, man. Cheerleaders, what? <laughs> you get that in Prince George. Um, <laughs> when you... um. Well, you mentioned that you actually fought Mayotte. How did that go? Because that dude's like a legend, man. Like you talk about, yeah. people talk about the Mount Rushmore. That could be a, that guy's on the Mount Rushmore minor league fighters because that dude did it gotcha. forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It. Um, I don't tell it too often because I, he fucking worked me. So here's a story leading up to it. So me and Brokebank, we was you know like we whooped it up that night, man. We went to a house party. And we we didn't get home till I don't even we I don't even think we slept. We were whooping it up all night, so we were both hungover and 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 uh, I didn't play much. And coach lines me up with Mayotte the fucking end of the game, and uh, and uh, well they they played this on the bus after after the game a hundred times over. So I. You could see me on the video uh, turning to him and saying, don't try anything, old balls. I said to him, as soon as that fucking puck dropped, man, he just grabbed me and just, fuck it, I, I didn't have nothing. I just, he just fucking, you know, he, he got me a couple of good ones, nothing too serious, but he just fucking worked me and, uh, and Wolp tell me just thought it was fucking hilarious. He goes, what did you say to a man? And I tried, so I told the guys, and fuck, they're just, it was just, uh, um, it was the funniest freaking thing. Instead of being like, you speed bag, they were, uh, they go, oh, okay, yeah, no, you deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I was going to say, I wouldn't, I, he did that to a lot of people. So, yeah, there's no shame in losing to friggin' uh, Jacques Mayotte. But, um, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, you guys, well, like like Wade said, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, he said, yeah, ask him about the hit that he put on the Finnish guy in, in Fresno. So that's the one you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> well, then what do you say? Living, living above the, in the hotel above the bar, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, oh, are you asking, did, did Bookie say uh, to ask me something? No, no. He was just saying. He goes. Uh, he goes. Yeah, I remember him knocking out the the Finnish guy there to co- in uh, Fresno. He goes, "Oh, what a hit!" Then he goes, "Oh yeah," and living in the hotel above the bar. He goes, "Wild times with 
with, uh, <laughs> with the Peacock. Oh, it was, man. Yeah, so, uh, you know, all the rookies were in the hotel that the, the owner owned. And uh, I'll tell you, yeah, I was always, we were always um, having to listen to uh, karaoke. Uh, the bar down was right below us. Eh? Coach... <laughs> You know, the the owner could have put us in better fucking rooms. He just put us in rooms where you couldn't sleep till three in the morning. But uh yeah, we pretty funny times. Um Well you yeah, so I mean you have a good you had a pretty good obviously your first pro year, you got Padubney there in Brookbank, you're having a good time and um following that season, um you know, you, you kind of actually you only play eight games. Like you play in Phoenix and then Oklahoma for a little bit. Uh, kind of what happened? Did you just didn't go back to Anchorage for any particular yeah. reason, or just? Well, I thought I, you know, I thought all right, I did pretty good. Uh, I'm back on track. I'm gonna I'm gonna go try out in uh, in the East Coast. You know, I think if anyone's gonna make it, you're gonna make it out of the East Coast if you. In my mind, what I was thinking. So I went to uh, try out in Birmingham. Yep. And uh, what a shit all that place is. Holy fuck. So not only was I uncomfortable about the city and just the people and how hot it was, um, I I had uh, major cramping and uh, I, I couldn't play. I just cramped up to the point where um, where I just couldn't skate. I, I, no matter what I did, fucking did, man, I, I couldn't get to the point uh, where, um, where I could skate. My uh, lactic acids just built up so much after, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I, you know, they dished me off there, and I kind of, uh, and then I went to Phoenix. They gave me a chance there. Fuck, I was doing, I was doing. Uh, really good. I fought, uh, I think Tremblay, uh, one of fucking real tough guy and, uh, had a good go at him and they, they liked that. And I was playing good. And this is the year where, uh, I believe the lockout was. So all the guys were stepping down. So after a while, they called me in the, said, sorry to do this to you, dude, but you know, these guys have, some of these guys have two way contracts and, you're uh you're out of here you're you know these so um trying to think of where i went i think maybe um oklahoma oklahoma and and guess who was there brookbank yep he's the one i'm pretty sure he put in a good word for me there too man and uh solder was the coach and that uh that's a real life piece of shit but um, you know, a very successful coach and, and how he did things and everything. I just, me and him did not see eye to eye. And, and uh, so I wasn't there very long. And uh, and after that, I think I ended up in, uh, in Florida, in Cape Canaveral. In, it's called the Space Coast. Have you heard of this? No. Yeah. Yeah, it was some overage junior league. And uh, I went and played with a buddy of mine. And um, it was mayhem, it, you know, lots of lots of booze and drugs and 
being ridiculous, carrying on and, you know, not paying too much attention to hockey, just mostly girls and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, I didn't get ahead very, very good in that instance. And, uh, and, um, I, now I, the timelines are a little iffy with, uh, when I was, when I went there into, and then, you know, kind of was a, was a uh, suitcase for a while there. And, uh, well, that, like I was going to say, all I've got, so that's, that's 99, 2000 is Phoenix and Oklahoma. And that's it. And then the following season, 2000, 2001, you're in Tulsa for nine games. Oh, and you're, oh, no in, shit. and then you go to Austin in the Western pro league. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Austin, Austin, Texas. Um, uh, man, it was so hot there, bro. I, you know, how a person gets settled. So when I went and tried out there, we had to skate around. They, they stopped the play every, every, uh, let's say every five minutes, they would stop the, the game and we'd all have to get out and skate around because the fog was so thick. It was, you know, it was just so hot. You can't play hockey down there properly, man. It's just too fucking hot. So I, I just was uncomfortable. I just, I couldn't get my legs. I, you know, you're, you're uncomfortable. You're, you know, you're already uncomfortable in that situation. And then you add, uh, the heat and, and, you know, your guy's diet wasn't very good back then. So you didn't really know how to maneuver through that. So anyways, that's, my excuse and other than that I you know they dished me off from there and you know you you start to get a sour taste in your mouth and to tell you the truth with those leagues man is uh there's a lot of uh booze and drugs that I had no that I had no idea about and and I gotta mention it because it's brutal it's you know you wouldn't think that that happens in the pro leagues but that's exactly what happens. And uh, the guys that can maneuver through it and play, you know, hungover and and that sort of thing, those are the guys that stick around. But I wasn't able to do that. It was either one or the other. So, you know, he, you know. Well, like, so at that point, after you're Tulsa and you're done then, um, is are you just at that point in your life, it's, you know, it's, early two, 2001, 2002, and it, is, you're just done with hockey at that point? Well, clearly, because you didn't play again, but it's just me- mentally, yeah. it was just, I'm done with this? Yeah, yeah, you get to the point where, you know, you've uh, you've lost your edge is basically what happened with me. Yep. So, you know, you, you got to, you've created an ego and you try and hold on to that as much as possible. and And over time, you lose it, and then who are you then? You just uh, you just another player that is um, is trying to uh, make a name for himself, but it's too late at that point. So um, I lost my edge, and I knew it, and I and that's where you know I was like, all right, that's it's time to it's time to hang him up. But I also my mom was uh, my mom has is German. So I w- I wanted to see if I could do the dual citizenship thing yep. and see if I could get over to Germany. So I did try 
And um, I did try to get that going, but um, it didn't it didn't work out for me, unfortunately. But it, I, I did make an effort, but not a, a big enough effort to make it happen. So that's basically um, where I was at with it. And um, I gotta I gotta mention. Uh, one other thing about Anchorage, Alaska is Walt, you know, he was always like, hey, man, the fans love you. You got to, when you start fighting, you got to come up with something. So I would mess my hair up and then point at my hair and, and throw my, my hockey gloves up as high as possible. Uh, the fans loved that shit. And then they sold peacock wigs when I had hair. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, signing these rigs, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, especially the you know in the minors, man. Like the those fans love the tough guys for sure, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I imagine in Anchorage, yeah, you and you and Wade would have been the two guys for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it was that was a pretty cool time in my life, man. That's that's for sure. It's just um, you know, there's lots of. Um, there's lots of whys in the road, and uh, a lot of times I took the wrong one, and uh, it's it's really too bad. I I um, I wish I would have had more of a a mentor in my life um, to maybe say, hey, maybe that's not the best idea to pull that shit there, Peacock, slower down. But you know. Um, them of the breaks, man. That's uh, that's my story. And well, it's uh, and well. And unfortunately, it was like that's the thing, right? They always want you to go to the edge, but the problem is you went over it a couple times, and then then yeah, you know, and that's uh, that's unfortunate. Like you said, when uh, you know you do that a couple times, you get that label put on you. Um, you know your yeah. uh, sh- your shelf life isn't going to be long, but um, well, so. I know we'll, 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 you know, we'll get into this and it, uh, you know, so that's the, your, your hockey career. And, uh, and thank you very much for sharing the stories and, and, uh, you know, in your journey. Um, but of course now we have life, sure, life after hockey. Thanks for, uh, thanks for reaching out, bro. And, and another, uh, uh, guy that actually got a hold of me is, uh, Chad Nicholson there. Uh, shout out to him that he, uh, you know, led me down this path of finding fourth line voice as well. So well, I appreciate it. And Chad, I have talked to Chad, Chad, you need to get, he won't come on the show, man. I've tried to talk him into it a bunch of times, Chad, you need to come on the um, show. But, um, but yeah, we, I, I know we want to, I talked to you about off air about this. We want, I want to share this with your, your journey, of course, after hockey, um, and I've, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in Calgary and then you're back home now. But, uh, unfortunately you had, uh, you had an accident. And uh, can you share that with the people? Because I know, I know, Wade, like Wade and them didn't know about it. I when I was telling them, and uh, so right, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, 2019, uh, December 23rd, I got in a snowmobile accident, and it was at a uh, it was at a private lake in in um, Kamloops of all places, and. I was just uh, riding my, I just took my sled out for a, a rip. We were just going to go ice fishing. And uh, um, 
I my sled got out of control. The lake collapsed because of the uh, cooling and and um, uh, it being warm and cooling. It, it just created a pocket in the ice. So I um, my my sled went in the into this uh, into the ice and and dug in. And I don't know if you know uh, what it's called when you whiskey throttle something and it's mostly on a motorbike, but you can do that on a sled as well. And I, I just, uh, I goosed it uh, full throttle and then the, this snowmobile started flipping and it flipped me out, uh, on the boat second roll. And my head, I went, I wasn't wearing a helmet because I was just taking it easy. So, um, I went, uh, flying through the air and my head, uh, went through the ice and um, and uh, I ripped my ears off and I suffered a stroke. I broke my neck in C5, C6 and um, collapsed lung and um, what else happened, man? I, uh, hundreds of stitches, 30 staples in my head. And they were able to sew my ears back on and and uh, get me all all figured out. But I have a spinal cord injury, and they uh, they call it uh, a quadriplegic. And uh, and I'm now in a chair, man. And uh, it's a, I, you know, I thought I was tough back then. Well, this is uh, the toughest thing I've ever had to do in my life, and uh, it's uh, it's. It humbles your soul when you have to uh, when you have to sit in this and uh, and be uh, and overcome mentally what has happened to you and and you know I was having a pretty good life um, up till that point so um, that's what happened to me I I spent a year in in the hospital and I'm back home now and and just trying to get my shit back together and. Um, I also just have some chronic back pain and, uh, so I have a stand up chair, which is, uh, which is awesome. So I stand up a lot, uh, cause I, I can't stand sitting down. Um, I don't know why more people in chairs don't want to stand and, and be eye level with people, but that's, uh, my journey with, um, with going through this that I've, I have a stand-up chair and I hope to, uh, get into a, uh, exoskeleton suit. Have you heard of this? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, bro. So, um, so they've now came out with a, um, self-leveling, um, autonomous, uh, exoskeleton where you, you basically walk like, like uh, the old RoboCop, so I'm open to um, do that in the in the future, and and actually walk around like a robot is what my is what I'm working towards. To tell you the truth, so well, that's that's so, good, that's good, man. And it's I'm glad that you're making the steps, and because uh, I mean, um, well, like we were talking off air, like just uh, you know, mental. I can't. Like I can't put into mentally how how you would how to deal with that, and uh, you know it yeah. sounds it sounds like uh, you know obviously you know obvi- traumatic like that, and then uh, 
you know, to, to, to battle back from that. Um, um, how has that journey been mentally? Like, where are you right now in terms of, uh, you know, looking at it now? Well, you know, it's been, uh, it's a roller coaster, bro. You know, I've, you know, to be completely honest, I've tried suicide once and, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough go, man. You, yeah. uh, you know, fuck, it's, uh, you really mentally have to, uh, overcome this the, in, in your mind, body, and spirit because, um, it goes a lot deeper than just just the physical thing, and uh, so um, uh, I, I'm I'm good now. You know what I mean? Good. I just Excellent. had to go through all the motions. Yeah, you yep. got to go through all the shit, man. Yeah, and um, just like let's say, you know what, bro? What I could what I could chalk it up to is that when you quit hockey and you're done with it, and you go, yeah, I got to go through all the emotions. You know. Um, was it my fault? Was it, was it, uh, you know, uh, someone else's fault? Was it, could I have done this better? You're going to, you know, do I want to live like this? There's, a, there's so much involved and you got to go through it all. And, uh, and once you start to, um, figure out that, that, um, you know, you're here and you're going to make the best of what you got here. And uh, I, I've had some pretty amazing support from my hometown, Enderby here. Um, they've just been amazing and and raising money for me and uh, just just being there. Everyone's just been amazing. So I, I uh, props to my hometown, Enderby, British Columbia. That's good to hear. Yeah, and like we were talking, I was mentioned to you earlier. Uh, you know, I've had him on the show, and he's an old dub guy, old Saskatchewan boy, uh, Les Borsheim. And he played in the Western League a little after you did. Um, and he's a tough guy in the minors. And he had a motorcycle accident and he's in a wheelchair now. And, um, and I, you, you were saying you, you, uh, I, I need to, I need to connect you two because I think, uh, you know, it would be, yep. uh, I think it'd be real positive. He's, uh, he's the, he does play by play for the Colorado Eagles now in the American League. And, uh, and down in Colorado there, because he was in, he was playing for the Colorado Eagles at the time when the accident happened, and and he lives oh, down there, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I know he's gone through a lot too, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool for you two to hook up because I mean you have so much in common, right? And it's uh, you know from the hockey and everything else. So yeah, I think uh, you know I'll, we will do that. I'll I'll uh, get you in uh, touch, but uh, yeah, that'd be cool, bro. You know, I appreciate that. I actually uh, now that you mentioned his name in the in Colorado, there I I seen. I seen that accident and that game. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah. And it's, and, and the, you know, the steps he's taken. And I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he, he's always putting videos online and of his, you know, the rehab and everything else. And, uh, you know, it's, it's inspirational what Les is doing. And it's, it, uh, I think you two, yeah, definitely could get talking for sure. But, uh, well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, the hometown there is supporting you and, uh, and, and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're looking to, uh, you know, move on and move forward and keep going. That's, uh, that's yeah. good to hear. It's positive. Hey, man. I'm sure, um, if I didn't have the hockey fundamentals, um, to get through this, um, through hockey, I mean, that's, 
I think that's, I think uh, hockey was a big part of, of me being able to get through this part, you know? So I do, uh, I do think hockey in a, in a lot of different ways where before I would um, blame hockey for a lot of my uh, troubles in, in life, but uh, it turns out, um, you know, it did, it did so many amazing things and it's, it really is a, a great sport if you're, uh, if you're dialed in and, and ready to put your life into it. Well, yeah, and it's just, you know, like you said, that just that mental toughness it takes to succeed and, and, uh, you know, and then the physical battles and everything else. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a special, takes a unique individual, right? Special. If it was easy, everyone yeah. could do it. So, it's, uh, you know, and not many can. So, and you're, and, uh, but man, I, like I said, I, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and, uh, and sharing your story. And I know, uh, just even briefly on Facebook here today, we kind of, oh, Richard Peacock's coming on the show and it's already getting a bunch of comments. I, I know my notifications as we were talking here, I can see him, my phone's dinging away here. So, uh, I know, the, I know the people are going to be excited to, to, to hear the show. So, um, Richard, I want to, I want to thank you for, uh, for taking the time tonight to come on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Right on, man. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 